This is Father Kevin Hale with the homily for the 22nd Sunday in Ordinary Time, the 2nd of September. We Brits are famous throughout the world for our love and respect for law. Our Parliament is often referred to as the mother of all parliaments. But at the present time, the mother seems to be acting more like the squabbling child in the confusion that we're witnessing in government. However, I'm sure that everything will be sorted out by the end of March. We also have a rather ambiguous relationship to the law. On the one hand, we are a freedom-loving nation and we want our personal rights to be respected. And on the other hand, we're a very litigious society. We're only too well aware of the mentality of where there's blame, there's a claim. We're ever so conscious of our rights nowadays. We hate the law and we love the law. We balk at the law and we need the law. And this makes us like most people up and down the ages. What does the Bible say about law? In the first reading, Moses speaks to the people. Now, Israel, take notice of the laws and the customs that I teach you and observe them, that you may have life and enter the land that God is giving you. Whenever we reverence something, we surround it with laws so as to protect it. Think of the number of rules that define some of our sports, like soccer or cricket. No one would really, who really loves these sports would ever be content with an anything-goes approach. No one would say, just go out onto the field and play the way you want. If you love those games or sports, you are very interested in the rules that define it because they preserve its integrity, which is just a fancy way of saying that they preserve the fun of those sports. And for those who love certain sports, they love the rules and carry the rule books with them and insist that the rules be followed. And they get rather annoyed when you start playing fast and loose with the rules. The laws protect the integrity of the game. So God gives laws. Why? To protect the integrity of the moral and spiritual life. Because we recognise life is something good, beautiful and full of integrity, we want to protect it. In the second reading, the Apostle James says, Accept and submit to the word that has been planted in you and can save your souls. The word of God is a law, a way of ordering your life. Its purpose is to protect this great good of moral excellence, so as to make life more joyful, more perfect, more compelling and beautiful. Just as you wouldn't tell a child to go out on the pitch and just fool around, you teach them and form them according to the rules and harmony of the game. So in the spiritual and moral life, we love the laws that God has given because they protect and enhance the integrity of that life. St James says further that the law of God has been planted in you, so it is something from inside. The saints have the law of God planted in them. It's not an imposition, since the law of God comes from the very roots of their being, written on their hearts, as the Bible says, so that it doesn't need to be imposed from the outside. The logic of the world nowadays is that we should be free to do as we please. If it feels right and makes you happy, do it. If you accept that logic in any other area of life that we take seriously, whether it's soccer or cricket or playing a musical instrument or whatever it is, it would be anarchy and we never accept that silly logic. 
Rather, we accept the logic of the law and the Bible sings its praises. But then we read the gospel and Jesus witnessing to the dark side of the law, its corruption, the negativity that law seems to carry with it, namely a fussiness or legalism, confusing what is essential with what is peripheral. Jesus, as he often does, rails against the Pharisees and their preoccupation with the Jewish law. So he calls them hypocrites because their hearts are far from God. They're not sincere. At times when confronted with the teachings of Christ and his church, we might feel uncomfortable. We might feel it's difficult to accept, difficult to proclaim to others. Sometimes we can really struggle with some aspects of the faith. The Christian calling is nothing if not a struggle to be faithful. We always keep in mind the response of St Peter heard in the Gospel last Sunday. To whom shall we go, Lord? You have the message of eternal life. Christ not only offers us his body and blood, but he offers us the way to eternal life. Sometimes we hear people around us saying that the church must change its stance on some issues. The trouble is that more often than not, they're not speaking of a stance, they're speaking about the essential teaching of Christ. We cannot change what God has proclaimed through Christ about life and death, about relationships, about marriage. It's the message of eternal life. And I know it can be a struggle to keep going with our faith in the face of scandals, both from within and outside the church. We live in difficult and awful times. Many of us feel hurt and anger at what we hear and see. But it's always Jesus who is always the focus of our faith and the goal of everything we do. And we always return to the simple words of St Peter, to whom shall we go, Lord? Jesus is asked, what is the heart of the law? And he quotes the great Shema of Deuteronomy. Hear, O Israel, the Lord your God is one God, and you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your being. That is the essence of the law, which forms and protects all the great moral laws we have, love of God and love of neighbour with all our might. This is the all-embracing, all-protecting law that ensures that all we do is godly. It's necessary to pause and to stare at that law often, to measure ourselves by it and measure what we do and promote in the church and in society so that it is always godly. So may Mary, who is the source of life herself, intercede for us to help us in these difficult problems we face, that we may obey God's word and his law and so be pleasing to him. Let us pray. O God of might, giver of every good gift, put into our hearts the love of your name, so that by deepening our sense of reverence, you may nurture in us what is good and by your watchful care keep safe what you have nurtured through Christ our Lord. Amen. <laughs>